because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting. A ring can't put a curse on you. It's just another of Grandpa's silly old superstitions. <laughs> another of Grandpa's silly old superstitions, is it? Well, I'll have you know that it's another of Grandpa's facts, as verified by the Encyclopedia of Voodoo. <laughs> that book is nothing but a collection of undocumented dribble. In the year 1623, in Werewolf Junction, Transylvania. <laughs> a curse was placed on an emerald ring by Duke Fred Fregosi, a sore loser at love. <laughs> the ring is known as the Fregosi Emerald, and the Fregosi curse inflicts severe misfortune on whosoever may wear it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind genre-defining cursed episode of the <laughs> Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun uh, anything of note, uh, documented drivel. It doesn't matter. We <laughs> pitch it out the window. We say... See you later, whatever, because we're watching a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster-headed sectional of monsterism once again is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, it's KG, Shun DMC, monster hunter extraordinaire, what, what? What what? Uh, Can we edit that one out? I don't know why I said that. Hell no. That's staying in. (laughs) Of all the things I edited out, that is one of the best Mm -hmm. things I will keep in right there. What what? And then the person shouting hooty hoo down at the end of the couch is the one and only Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Hooty hoo. <laughs> hey. Quay also edit that out. I'm feeling a little No, that's that. the second best thing we've heard so far today. Oh, and it's right. definitely staying uh, in. Well, I'm just saying, Derek, you're, you were more referencing like uh, the Outcast. Uh, yeah, Goody that, that, that's right fine. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of it is Terry. And, um, yeah, Terry's was not, was no. not in line with that, but I'm. <laughs> That makes it even better. You're right. I know yeah. that's, and that didn't need any explanation because we're gonna, we're here. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost did the, 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 the chant, and I was like, I don't know if that's accurate. We better stop. So here we are. We are the uh, monster hunters. We're here. We're the monster hunters. Get used to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. We're here to talk about oh, season two, episode 21. We're in that home stretch, man. We are like cruising to the finish line, the yes. Emerald. But before we can do any of that, how are you guys doing today? Good, man. I'm good. I I've took off all of my jewelry to make sure none of it was cursed. I'm glad you stopped at jewelry. Yeah. yeah. Well, the underwear still could be cursed. I don't know, but that's not coming off. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. assumed that the underwear yeah. is cursed. Oh, yeah. I figure about 50-50 chance of every underwear I put on is cursed. And yes. <laughs> yep. Explains my bad luck, you know. Mm-hmm. Just the 50-50 that they'll fall off sometime during the day as well. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. If it falls off, that's a 
guarantee. Well, that's that's better percentage than pants, I think. Yeah, so, the pants or whatever, yeah. whatever it was, like the the one percent chance that your pants will fall off during the day, right? Mm-hmm. As we discussed yeah. on several episodes ago, I can't remember how many it was. Probably like go three back, months. go back, check it out, people. Feels I like couldn't years even ago. tell you what to, I couldn't even tell you tell them <laughs> what to go back to. Mm-hmm. I guess just listen to every episode. I would say oh, it yeah. wasn't in episode one and it wasn't in this episode. So <laughs> somewhere uh, between those two. 50, mm-hmm. yeah. 56 other episodes to choose from. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think this podcast episode might be cursed. Um, you I, listeners out there, if you don't spread it to seven other people and have them listen to it, um, then you're going to incite yeah. a bunch of bad luck mm-hmm. within your life and oh, you yeah. may be cursed mm-hmm. yourself. Oh my God. This is like a chain letter. And, and also, the, and also, those seven people have to send it down to seven people. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you'll still be cursed. So you yeah. really have to do a lot of work. There's a um, lot of work involved. Yeah. And if any one of those seven people breaks the chain, it comes all the way back the line, and everybody else gets cursed as well. So you better yeah. make sure yeah. they're doing it. Unless, it they're the, unless they're the, the last remaining living member of their on Earth. Yeah, of their Earth, uh, yeah. their family tree. I guess. Yeah. I was gonna say lifeline, but that didn't sound right. No, I think it. I think it's accurate. Uh, every family tree has uh, little vines on them called the lifelines, and that's where the people hang out. <laughs> All right, we're here. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, season two, episode twenty-one. Uh, Terry, you and I need to recline because Keith is going to saunter mm-hmm. up to that mm-hmm. bookshelf, that uh, mantle, and grab that man. That book is nasty, so dirty and disgusting. Covered in mm-hmm. sphincters and pus and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't man. get this. I came down earlier and dusted this <laughs> just so it would be ready this time because you it really caused problems. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. you clean out the dust like it. The, mean, the fluorescent lights down here give it power. It's like some kind of weird Superman. It's not yeah, the sun. I, it's fluorescent oh. lights. Yeah, I mean it was all nice and clear down here, and I oh, now it's just all. Dusty it floats around the air around you. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm pretty it's, sure ama- I saw it, it's amazing yeah. I can read these things without coughing too much. Yeah. I think I, I saw it spitting into a spittoon earlier. You saw the, the book spitting book? into a wow. spittoon? Mm-hmm. Ooh, just a bunch of it. chewing tobacco. Mm-hmm. And that's just nasty. Yeah. yeah. I've been meaning to get rid of that spittoon or at least clean it out. One of the two. <laughs> it's getting pretty full. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah, how much I don't know chewing who keeps... tobacco that thing goes through. <laughs> <laughs> that book is just, ugh. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Isn't it wild that cartoons used to have like smoking and tobacco use in them? Yeah. Like Bugs Bunny would chew on tobacco and spit into a spittoon. Mm-hmm. That was weird. That was really it is weird. wild. What a world. Anyway, mm. uh, that was a time long forgotten. And you know what else is long forgotten until now is uh, this week's Monster Hunter's Almanac Factoid Tidbit Shit Shit of the Week. All right, uh, February 10th, 1966. And as you can guess, it was a Thursday. It was the 41st day of the year, 1966, the sixth Thursday of that year. And, uh, you know, hey, if you want to pay attention to this year, that'll be a Friday. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so this year will be a Friday, <laughs> yeah. Now, Damn it. The, that Friday will be 180 days from the time of this recording. Uh, and at that point in time, this episode will be 58 years old. Will have been uh, currently. It's been around for uh, twenty one thousand and four days. We're a hundred and eighty days away from February tenth. Oh, God, that's God. disgusting. Thanks, Derek. We have one hundred and eighty more shopping now. days to go until yeah. Feb ten. Yeah, 
And look, make sure you get your Valentine's gifts next year <laughs> yeah. uh, in time. Start now. Yeah. I've got the, the disc three of the monster set ready to go. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, well, we found out previously a couple episodes ago what happens if you happen to write a script for the monsters, you don't get any ladies. You're definitely not getting them with the DVD set. Hmm, that's true. Yeah. yeah. One other uh, quick tidbit about this episode is uh, somewhere sometime during the day on October 19th, 1997, it had been around for 1 billion seconds. Yeah, that <sighs> 1 billion seconds thing. I, I know it's not dubious, but feels like such a fluff stat <laughs> one billion seconds yeah I, that pretty much describes a... most of this uh volume two almanac <laughs> a lot of fluff stats you know i mean yeah there's just so many seconds yeah. you know like it's like yeah of course there's been a billion yeah sometime at some point if you keep breaking down time into smaller fragments eventually there'll be a billion of them of something yeah I mean, it, you, if you want more fluff, I mean, you could be a dog named Shenandoah. That's a <laughs> uh, Vizsla breed. And if it was born on the same date, it would be 276 dog years old. Human year is equal to about 15 dog years for the first year. And then uh, it depends differently, obviously, by breed and size. Breed, but, uh, uh, you know, they get to about 42 by age six. And then from that point, a medium-sized whoa. dog like this uh, would be about 4.5 years for every human year. Getting you to that 276. Nice. And I wish humans age like too. that. Just like after six years, you're just like a forty year, forty two year old adult. Oh God, <laughs> no! I would, I no, I didn't even want to be a forty two year old adult when I actually was one. That's um. Now uh, that dog's been around for a lot of things. Um, <laughs> yeah, <they haven't. laughs> yeah, that dog has been around for a lot of things. But some things happened before it. Like um, 1942, the first gold record was presented to uh, Glenn Miller for the song Chattanooga Choo Choo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, in 1962, 20 years later, captured American U-2 spy plane pilot Gary Powers in exchange for captured Soviet spy Rudolf Abel, or Abel, uh, one of the two. Uh, that's uh, what uh, the movie Bridge of Spies is based on. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And in 1996, the IBM supercomputer Deep Blue defeats uh, Gary Kasparov in chess for the very mm. first time. Mm, yeah dark days yep mm -hmm. now this episode is about the uh the fergosi uh emerald but in february amethyst is modern birthstone uh bloodstone is the mystical birthstone based on tibetan oh, origin epic the zodiac gemstone for uh aquarius which is uh in february is uh garnet not kevin just garnet mm -hmm. and lastly the birthday stone for the day of the week thursday is sapphire hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of birthdays going on on February 10th. In 1906, nice. Lon Chaney Jr., the Wolfman. Oh, cool. I like him. Yeah. In 1930, uh, Robert Wagner, heart to heart and murdering his wife fame. Allegedly. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Made, murdering his wife was not uh, a show. Murdered his wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, it probably could be a true crime of some sort. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Uh, in 1951, Bob Iger. Man mm. currently in charge of Disney. Yeah, oh, that guy. Yeah. 1955, Greg Norman, golfer. The he's, shark. Uh, yeah. He has uh, now, I'll be honest with you, I have a job as like the head of live since we're combining with PGA. 1959, mm. John Calipari, mm -hmm. Coach Cal of uh, yeah. college basketball fame. Now, in 1966 itself, Daryl Moose Johnson, 
mm -hmm. of the Dallas Cowboys and also a pretty good commentator. Uh, he yeah. was born that day. One year later, uh, Laura Dern and Vince Gilligan. Hmm. 1974, okay. Elizabeth Roberts of uh, Cocaine Bear fame and also the, the Beanie Baby movie fame. There's a Beanie Baby movie? Yeah, it just came out. Elizabeth Roberts? Elizabeth Banks. Why'd you say Roberts? Probably because the next line says Emma Roberts. Oh, okay. The uh, niece of Julia and daughter of Eric Roberts. Okay. Yep. And then finally, 1997, hit girl, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, two days prior to this episode coming out, uh, 2-8, birthday for Short Round. Okay. Oh, from, from Indiana okay. Jones fame. And, Not the uh, actor, but the character. Nope. Yes, the character, Short How Round. How would we yeah, even okay. know that? Character's yeah. birthday is two eight. Is there like a uh, book? There's probably probably is. Uh, also, notably, and I didn't mention this last week because I kind of wanted to combine the two. But uh, on two two, uh, February second is apparently Data's birthday. His uh, character in Goonies. Oh, I thought oh. you meant Star Trek. Okay. Oh, maybe it is Data from Star Trek. I thought it was the one from Goonies. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Data from Star Trek makes more sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. but. Either so, maybe there's like 900 episodes of the next generation, so maybe they had a birthday episode. Yeah, there's got to be like some place in like you know, uh, fan fiction probably. I have no idea where they came up with this, but I just yeah. short round his birthday is on two eight. I don't know, it's like the novelization of the, the movie, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I have that, so I could probably go look. Oh, yeah, you should read it and then update us next week. When you yep. find out. Yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah, I have that sitting here, so I, I actually uh, could check you that out. You have the novelization of Temple of Doom. Uh, yes, that and uh, Last Crusade, I do believe. They're oh, my the, goodness. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, it's like the Scholastic version, too, so maybe they don't go into that much detail about dates and birthdays. I don't know. But Oh, maybe. What if the instead of, so the novelization starts out with Short Round's birthday instead of the uh, the oh. big cabaret music number? Mm. Or it's like his birth. Yeah. We start yeah. out with him just being born, and Indiana Jones is there. Yeah. Uh. The novelizations all through his yeah. eyes. So they're at a they're at a Chuck E. Cheese and not um not a cabaret show. <laughs> I would love it. The the yeah. novel starts out as just like a just born being trying to understand the world <laughs> and it turns out it's short round. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It just goes through his whole life and like there's just like two chapters about the movie and then it just keeps going after that. <laughs> the novelization is yeah. two chapters. It's all he remembers. Mm-hmm. Now, you can uh, celebrate any of those birthdays, including short rounds, or you can just, you know, the 58th anniversary of the show, or if you have friends who have the birthday, uh, 210 is National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, brownies okay. with the cream cheese. Uh, 180 shopping days to get ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can practice making those a bunch of times so they're perfect by that day. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, perfect recipe. Uh, it's also National Flannel Day. Mm. Oh, now that sounds like my kind of day. Yes, too warm for me. But way back yeah. in the day, I wore a lot of flannel. You also live where it's warm year round. I I do not. I wouldn't wear this if I lived up north either. You wouldn't wear flannel in the winter up here. No, and I'd wear shorts too. I'm weird. Okay. If, yeah, fair enough. Well, you could still wear yeah. flannel with shorts. Yeah, I mean, I mean that I'm was a whole. I'm excessive. in my in my older uh, days here. I am excessively hot all the time. In your older days. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know if my internal temperature just keeps getting warmer. I don't know. Mm. How much time was we spend down near the gates of hell? Maybe that's doing it. I don't know. Somebody keeps um, putting yeah. coal into the, the fire down there. Yeah, Exactly. Finally, uh, and a great way to do this, uh, you can celebrate this for this uh, thing or throughout the entire month because it's National Cherry Month. Cherries are delicious. 
one of my favorite fruits of all time. February is National Cherry Month. Yep. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So, uh, 2 10, 1966, it's a life path number of seven. Represents analysis, awareness, understanding. You are a searcher and the seeker of truth. Is isn't it, is a seven uh, one of the the prime? Super, no, uh, eleven it's twenty-two. It's a prime number for sure. Eleven twenty-two and thirty-three are. Oh, okay. uh, twenty-two uh, is. We've never had a. Oh, it's because they have like one, one, two, two, three, three. Yeah, there's yeah. a thirty-three number. Maybe, like no, it goes maybe, up to no, that maybe high? it's no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just eleven and twenty-two. I don't remember. I don't. We I don't. We have to like. I don't think we've seen something. all of them. If it's just infinite, like could there be a life <laughs> number of like a billion? Two hundred thousand and three. Like, is that a, no? A, it, it goes up to a certain it, number. It, you know what? Uh, it represents that for for next yes. time. Uh, Norm Liebman, we usually yeah. uh, Liebman. We uh, we wave at his uh, at his corpse usually as we head down. What, what did he do again? He's a writer for the show. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. Uh, the one, name was, was familiar. Yeah. I didn't remember what he did though. Mm-hmm. Wrote a lot of episodes uh, for this. Probably got a. Uh, I got a lot of girls because of it. Uh, oh, definitely. He, yeah, uh, he was born on <laughs> <I think> so <laughs> January sixteenth, nineteen twenty eight. People uh, on that day born with life path number of one, lifelong mission to exert their independence and step into their personal power. Carry a natural air of authority as a leader who likes to be the first to try something new. A strong desire for manifestation keeps them moving and improving. That rhymes. Hmm. And just to be clear, uh, yeah, he also created. The monsters, so nor might been, you know, just that guy. I, I remember talking about him. I couldn't remember what he did. No, like, I meant for life path number. We hadn't covered him before. So but I'm gonna tell you what, at the end of all this monster, if you gave me a quiz on the monsters, I'd probably fail. <laughs> I probably would too. Yeah. <laughs> Every week I look up a bunch of stuff about the monsters and by the next week rolls around and it has emptied mm-hmm. my brain. I no no longer retain any of it. <laughs> Uh, this uh, this gentleman directed uh, the most uh, episodes of the monsters. Oh, uh, Ezra Pound? No, yeah. wrong. Emma Stone, probably. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, um, but that's it. I mean, let me. It's gonna nicely gently put the book back up here, but I'm just gonna chuck it as I dive towards the uh, recliner. All right, Keith. Wait for the magic words. Word. Recline, boom, and we just slowly descend down into the Skuma X Dome. Yes, I mean, right, still our TBD. Mm-hmm. I don't they know are. if that'll ever change. I hope it does one day. Yeah, I mean, we gotta be able to see all those lights inside the place. Mm-hmm. The sign, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, as we slowly descend, let's take the time to uh, remember uh, all of the hunters that, <laughs> that have passed away before. this year. <laughs> oh, there's so many. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's a tough job, but you know, yeah, they all died doing what they love, just like we will <laughs> hunting. And I'm not talking about monster hunters. I'm talking about just hunters in general. Oh, uh, okay. around yeah. the world, okay. yeah. we're, we're, we're celebrating all hunters, all hunters. Yes. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've we made it, so no time mm-hmm. to talk about them. But just know mm-hmm. that they're in our thoughts. It's a moment of silence as we went down. <laughs> we we can't even do a moment yeah. of silence because I would edit it out. I get there. I'm like, boy, this is yeah. way too long of an empty spot. <laughs> cut uh, Let's cut out that dead air, people. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Man, I used, to work at that, I used to work at that uh, the radio station in Peoria, mm-hmm. and I really wouldn't pay attention to much of what was going on. But if dead noise came up, I would like 
immediately jump into action to go check and see what happened. Like, mm-hmm. did the carousel mess up uh, uh, an ad? It was supposed yeah. to be like, why are we suddenly like dead air? Like, the rest of it was just background noise. And all of a sudden, you get this something that's like blank for more than like like a two seconds. And all, all of a sudden, you're like, what, what, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh no, the radio station's gone dark. Yeah. Uh, by the time I get, you know, go to figure out what it is, the next commercial's already playing. I'm just thinking of the, the shirts you could make that are um, like moment of silence is dead air or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think how to word that in a way that would be catchy on a t shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You wear that to like a funeral or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that seems that seems like a really good bumper sticker too. All right. Let's saunter on over to the uh the vessel, the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Captain Terry can take us additional two point seven five miles out into international waters. And from there, guess what we're doing, guys? What? We're gonna dive deep to the gates yeah. of hell. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to guess. I told you to guess and I said, fuck that. I'm just gonna steamroll it. <laughs> no, uh, silence. Yeah, we were I quiet. knew what it was. It still sent a chill up my spine with that one there. Nice job. So as it should, hell should always. Yeah, yeah. Well, hell is a scary, scary proposition, and we go down with market every week. (laughs) (laughs) Satan loves it, you know. That scamp. (laughs) Terry, Terry mocks it. I go get the mail. You make out with some demons. It's you know. It 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 is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. We have uh, we have our little rituals, the little things, the little things in life that make it worth living. (laughs) Stick my tongue out out the window, just like na 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 na. Gates. Yeah. Every week I do that. Give it a pressed ham. <laughs> here we yep. are gonna do down so captain terry could uh i don't remember what i usually say here deep to the gates of hell for an audition of skooma x so this episode was uh directed by ezra stone of course uh-huh mm-hmm. you know son of a chemical expert uh, held in high regards by mustard for hands alike especially tivis for the mustard cast yeah uh no need to mention him at all. Uh, you know, I think we're kind of all just patiently waiting for his uh, famous or perhaps infamous mustard run to be over at this point. Mm-hmm. And we still have a ways to go. So we'll just move on past that. Do, do we think like at this point in time, like especially with a lot of the episodes where they've been very questionable quality, they're like, he's the director for most of them because they couldn't find anybody else who would actually <laughs> Come in and do anything. Like, Nobody wanted to. Hey man, we got a, we got an opening for the monsters this week. Uh, you want to come in direct? No, no, sorry, no. That's yeah, how. The, that's also how they got down to that one kid who wrote the, the script while still in college. Stole his first screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, stole it from Hitler and then sold it. Yeah, and so I, I just think like he's in there so much. I'm just wondering if like people just kept passing on wanting to work on on this show at that point. Maybe yeah. possible, or maybe the, the the you know like I said he's. The fans love him. They rave for him. So maybe they demanded he come back every week, sending in letters and you do, know, let everybody know. Do we think at a point that it's e- it's either Ezra Pound or Emma Stone? Uh, I don't Ezra think it Pound, is. maybe Emma Stone. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just be really. It weird feels like it should be one of those two people, but it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe next week it will be. You never know. Mm, maybe. But uh, this episode was written by Richard Bear, which we've mm-hmm. talked about a few times. Um, he doesn't come quite as regularly as most of the other like regulars of the Munsters, but you know we've done a few. Uh, he did Eddie's nickname, John Doe Munster, just another pretty face, 
um, which was the last time we talked about uh, last time we talked about a movie that he wrote called Poor Devil. Uh, oh, Dave that's Jr. right. Not the P-O-U-R devil, but the P-O-O-R devil. That's yeah. correct. <clears throat> yep. Uh, he plays uh, Sammy Davis Jr. plays a devil named Sammy and he wants to steal souls or something. I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, his biggest reoccurring writing credits are on Bewitched with 23 episodes and Hennessy with 37 episodes. Hennessy. Hennessy. Yeah. So I looked this up because I was like, I don't know what Hennessy is. Uh, it's about a physician and a nurse who are stationed together at a naval station in San Diego. So, I, and I assume hijinks ensue. I watched a couple intros, and it seems to be a comedy, so it must be very goofy and funny. Uh, what's cool about it, I thought, was that they have like I think they have a different intro for each episode because I couldn't oh. find like one consistent intro. Hmm. Um, so it's like a little joke or like a, something that sets up the story at the beginning each time while the theme plays and they like credits flash on screen. Uh, there was one where the physician, he's just like got done with a meeting with some like naval officer. The officer gets up to leave, goes out the door and the physician knows that he might have left some money on the table. Um, he takes a look at it for a second and he grabs it and he stuffs it in his front pocket and he's about to leave as well. The officer's waiting for him. Uh, he seems to know exactly what happened. He reaches his hand in the pocket and takes it back. The other intro I saw was the nurse and physician talking about having to work over Christmas. They act like it's a big deal. Like, or It's not even a big deal. It's like, yeah, who cares? Whatever. They don't, it doesn't matter to them. They both agree. There's a pause, perhaps a moment of silence, and then they look at each other and they burst into tears. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that was kind of cool. They had different like cold <laughs> opens, I guess, or yeah. whatever you would call that. Um, and like the monsters that just does the same thing every time. It switches it up. Like after this first season, I guess, but that's about it. I like when shows do something like that, something a little different. Uh, yeah, we got a guest star, uh, Paul Reed as Henry J. Fergosi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paul Reed has 22 acting credits on IMDb from 1955 to 1971. He's not familiar to us, but he certainly was probably familiar to Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis because he was also one of the lead actors on Car 54. Where Car 54? Are you? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which those two both start in as well. Um, his other biggest reoccurring role was in the uh, Kara Williams show, which was about two people who got who who were both separately recently divorced. They meet each other at work, fall in love. Um, they even get married, which seems like a you know sure simple enough premise, I guess. However, there's a twist. The mm. office forbids interwork romance. Damn it. Yeah, especially it's especially strict on married couples and family members. So. Yeah, you got to be very careful. They have to hide their love from the world. Um, the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like live together still. So it's all these hijinks, I'm sure, and Sue trying to hide their great secret. Um, but uh, he wrote, or no, he was in 19 of the 30 total episodes for that show. So there's only 30 episodes, so it doesn't go for that long. Um, he must have had a decent role, though, since he was in that many. Um, he was also in a movie called Fitz Willie which is about a butler, I think, that goes on crimes to fund the person he works for. Uh, apparently, he's really good at it. Uh, he seems to mostly be robbing like department stores and stuff. Uh, the trailer shows like a reporter coming in to investigate a shopping center because people are going crazy. There's so many people. It's super busy. Um, and he finds a guy, um, and the guy explains to him that the, uh, the store is being robbed, but not to worry because it's only for a movie. He offers to show the reporter what he means. He reaches up off screen and pulls down, revealing a brand new scene, which is a flashy editing trick. Uh, and then there's a montage of exploits. Uh, the criminal is plant. There's like criminal planning. There's like a, and after each scene, the announcer goes in a booming echoey voice. Fitzwillie strikes again. 
Mm, that damn mm-hmm. Fitz Willie. Yep, yep. Even though we love him, even though we love him, he says, yeah. So in he's a like a butler who's going out and committing crimes to help fund his employer. Yes. Or his employer does basically like paying himself also probably out. I guess like, so. It's to, a little to, weird. To, yeah. to be able to afford to have the butler in the first place, I need a butler who's going to go out and rob people and <laughs> rob, you know, uh, businesses so that I have enough money mm-hmm. to pay him each uh, each week. From the IMDb synopsis, it seems like the his employer's like out of money but doesn't realize it or something, and so Fitzwilly has to like keep the charade going. I don't know. It's a little it's a little convoluted, perhaps I would say, but a little, yeah. Fitz really strikes again. That's the classic Fitz really uh, strategy. He just confuses you and then he takes it for you ever. He takes everything for what you're worth. So eventually it does come back to the reporter guy and the man he's interviewing. Um, and he asks the guys like, how do you know about all this? The guy then proceeds to pull off his hat and his fake mustache revealing that he is Fitz Willie. God damn Fitz Willie. Mm-hmm. Fitz Willie strikes again. Um, mm-hmm. He certainly fooled me that time. He's <laughs> definitely a master criminal. <laughs> I'm just thinking like the uh like the voice of Alf like the Willie. It's Willie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the voice of Alf. Nice. I would love to see that crossover Fitzwilly versus Alf. Oh man. <laughs> versus Alf. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him fight. Okay. Since we're on the topic, top three things you'd want to see Alf fight. Wolverine. Okay. Darth Vader. Darth Vader, nice. Uh, oh, that uh, the uh, the cat thing from uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, mm. the flurkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to see Cat in the Hat and fight Cat in the Hat as well. No, oh, Alf eats cats, right? So mm-hmm. that'd be Shit. awesome. Yeah. Well, with the cat from outer space. Oh, oh that's oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's well, good. that they're automatic rivals. They've got to be. That we would think. I mean, the cat from yeah. which is would freeze the elf in time. Oh, that's true. And then he would speak to his humans to go like cut him up or something. And eat <laughs> cut him up. Yes, I was thinking stab him. But so yeah. yeah, same thing. I'd love it if it was the Michael Myers cat in the hat that fought him as well. Just to be specific. Oh. <laughs> what if it was Michael Myers from Halloween? Oh, as oh, the, cat the, the cat in the hat. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, I would like the thing versus Alf as well. You know, thing one aliens. or thing two? Uh, like John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh. What, what if it's it John thing Carpenter's one, thing, thing one and two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, two, there's two of them. It's just The Thing, but with like a nice goofy t shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Reynolds will solve these questions for us. He's bringing Alf back. Really? Oh, God, why? Is he playing? He's definitely going to play Alf, isn't he? I. Who knows? I don't know. There is not a world in which people were clamoring for the return of Alf. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. He he apparently has like um a, like a TV access thing now. Like a I don't know. Someone, he has TV. access to a TV. No, and no, he like, just discovered no, Alf, like the, that's no, why. like the things that no, the things that like he's always investing in a bunch of stuff. I I think he's invested into like a like a streaming channel of some sort, mm-hmm. and so he's gonna put Alf on there. Mm. Why? Like old Alf reruns or new no he's re- he's bringing Alf back I wonder if he got like he bought the rights to Alf in an estate sale or something like that he just happened to come across them mm-hmm. I'll take these I mean mm-hmm. I'd take them too if I saw just laying there yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, 
just some rights just I mean my my uh United States of Alf cards those will go up in uh, value if... you have those it's like half a set I think but yeah I do, do you want yeah, me to edit that out <laughs> <laughs> no no if we're not in the other thing out we can leave this that part in unfiled all right well keep has elf cards On that note, uh, we should probably head up to the surface after reeling that dark knowledge. I don't even know how I can look Keith in the face. I'm going to just stare diligently ahead as I slowly rise our way up, you know. Um, I would say slowly to uh, mid-paced uh, speed on this time, on this time, just because I can't stand the awkward silence. I mean, that's, Keith said. That's, a, that's a lot faster than we normally go. With. So mid, yeah, mid-paced. Slowly to mid-paced. Terry, you said staring diligently forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To go slowly to mid pace. Well, I can't stare, stare forward. I'm still only staring up, straight up <laughs> to the sun because that's Ooh. where I, I went well faster than <laughs> slow to moderate, whatever the hell you said. I just launched out. Uh, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, the elf thing was just like, I was like, yo, and I just took off <laughs> as soon as you said yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> that's it, yo and Really? Those yeah. are the only two things I can even think of that he says. I don't yeah. like... I, I can't. I'm, I'm sure he's had touching moments where he talked about, you know, the virtue of not eating cats or the virtue I of I sure miss cats. my space family. Or <laughs> I miss my space family. Well, that's don't the, do drugs. Yeah. Well, he went back in the cartoon. That's when he went back to Melmac. He played for that baseball team. You know a lot about Alf, Keith. You know way too much about Alf. You mean Gordon Shumway? Uh, yeah, Gordon Shumway. Yeah, we all know and love Gordon Shumway. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Up until now, I assumed Alf was a cursed name, um, but it's not. <laughs> well, oh, and I was going to segue into be... that, but I can't because we have prime rib to eat, gents. Mm, and this prime rib... Yeah. Uh, was sourced from a cursed cow. From a- oh, good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, you get it where you can take it, I guess. So I get that butcher's box, right? Where they, they send. I- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they. Not, not, a know, not a sponsor. You fill out your preferences. You're like, oh, I want bacon. And then, like, you know, you're going through through all the things, and it says, uh, how do you feel about cursed foods? So I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> turns out we got a cursed prime rib this time. They must have been cheap or something. They had- yeah, surprisingly cheap cursed meat, you know. <laughs> it goes pretty quick. I mean, it, I, it, you cook it to a certain temperature, it kills all that off anyhow, right? Yeah, I mean, you would think. You would think. That's just bacteria, though, Keith. It's an old yeah, wives' tale yeah. that you can cook a curse off. <laughs> you could definitely. Cured cursed uh, meat. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely cook off bacteria. That's that's for sure. Um, and bacteria isn't a curse. Bacteria has so many uses. Uh, oh, God. There's you so don't even many. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a curse, though, shit, the only way to solve a curse um, is to shoot it <laughs> with a silver bullet, I think. Mm-hmm. Or go find that cow's poor family and ask them to remove it. Oh, oh yeah. ask them to remove the curse. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, for cursed meat, it's cooked uh, to perfection. Um, and it's here, you know, enjoy it. I don't know what happens if you eat cursed meat. Huh. We'll well, I was excited out. to eat this one, but I mean, it's there. Yeah. All right. I'll try it. Let's think of that. Uh, <laughs> Terry, well, you got me. Anyway, I think that better. in the, uh, was it the walking dead when, you know, the guys been bit, but they like, and the, the people like the cannibal people took them. They were going to 
like cook him up, and all of a sudden he realizes that and he just starts telling tainted meat, tainted meat. It seems about the I same the same thing. Uh similar. But you see like I was so, screaming yeah. as it got butchered, tainted meat. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. But then there I mean, you season it so well. I mean, you would never know this. Mm, yeah, cursed. it doesn't taste curse, that's for no, sure. No, it does not. No. I yeah, whatever seasoning uh blend you're putting on that, it's it's perfect. It takes uh, away all just, the cursed flavors. Let me just go take a load off, sit down in this wooden chair as I enjoy this prime. Oh, oh no, Terry, <laughs> the chair broke. <laughs> And splintered, yeah. and it's stuck in your leg. That <laughs> <laughs> my legs that have wound. been replaced by those oh. legs of chairs now. Oh, no. Well, while you help him with that, I'm gonna take my prime rib. I'm I'm gonna go surfing for a little bit. Uh, you could go surfing. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll keep it around my neck, like part of the uh, the meat. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it too. I find. Um, is it surf with meat around your neck. Well, watch yeah. out for sharks, yeah. Keith. Yeah, that way I mean I can chew on it a little bit as I go, yeah. also. But you know, I, you know, we'll do a little surfing. It's not going to bother anything. Yeah, yeah. What could uh, go wrong? Yeah, it's not like it's a tiki necklace or anything. I, I mean, was to say, you know, you guys, you guys know, uh, like at um, Mardi Gras time, you know what mm-hmm. a king cake is. Yep, king mm. cake is this delicious Danish, and uh, there's a baby inside of it. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Literal little plastic baby. Oh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so, if you cut up the king cake and you're the one that gets the plastic baby inside, you get to buy the next king cake. That's and, uh, and, all, and it's also like supposed to be good luck. Yeah. Well, in, in the spirit of that, because I we have a cursed primary, I shoved a tiki, a cursed tiki totem in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's doubly cursed now. Okay. From the Brady Bunch. Yeah, you know, I'm just getting all the curses in there at once. Um, so if anybody gets the tiki, just know it's good luck. And they used to they used to cook the king cake and like they would ship them and all with putting the little plastic baby in there, but then too many people like choked on them. I would imagine but, so, yeah. Yeah, so now like because we used to get them all the time for work. Um, a handful of the newspapers we worked with from new orleans would just send them to you automatically like it was like mm-hmm. every year same thing they'd send like two or three uh and a- after a while it's just like yeah you get it and there's like this little plastic baby thing there and then one member of our team would have to go and like cut the thing open put it in there and be like all right we hit it now if anybody wants to find it <laughs> like it's, it kind of loses its fun but then again you don't you don't break a tooth or anything like that you know biting into a nice piece it's still cake hidden and, in there though yeah, but you can kind of see where they cut it open and stuff okay. it in there. <laughs> it's still so did you have to like buy the company back its king cake since you found it? Because if you didn't do that, then hmm, you're you're in some probably cursed trouble. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Speaking of curses, we should probably get rock and roll on this one here. Yeah. Season two, episode twenty-one. Mm. Now I originally wrote down the Fergosi Emerald, but it's the Fragosi Emerald. They, yeah, they say it different a hundred times in the episode, but it's the fra f r e g o s i, as opposed to the fur go c f e r g o s i. With uh, one time Chicago White Sox manager Jim mm-hmm. Fergosi, uh, first as well, right? He, yep, it's a cursed <laughs> franchise if there ever was one. Uh, as Keith had mentioned previously, this song bitch came out February 10th, 1966. And when I sat crisscross applesauce on the kitchen table and teleported myself back in time via tantric medica- meditation and medication, uh, oh, I came across Medicaid? Yes. The, the monsters would enjoy that one. Probably. Yes. Uh, I came across this synopsis 
Grandpa warns Marilyn that the emerald ring Eddie gave her may bring bad luck. This Mm -hmm. is a highly rated episode at 7.8 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. IMDb tells you, highly rated. They got that new little banner on there. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you guys noticed that. And it was also also tagged, uh, mentions Jack the Ripper. Oh, really? (laughs) Mm Because it does. Woo wee. Mm-hmm. I clicked on that and it was like brought mm-hmm. up a list of the hundreds of movies that and it was like it mentioned oh, Jack a, the Ripper. Huh? This is a tag like on TV you can look for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it is tagged as a Jack the Ripper friendly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And highly rated. If you're a fan of his, you're safe. You're in a safe environment for this. Episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The- Feel safe to give your opinions on murdering prostitutes. I mean, I'm assuming it's like there's like an AI algorithm that sorts that out because it is mentioned one time in the whole thing very briefly. And if that's tag is showing up because of that already, like, like yeah. did mm-hmm. something like somebody watches previously? Oh, let me add tags to this and IMDb. Yeah. His biggest fans just keeping yeah. track of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it could be him himself. Don't yeah. live today. Yeah, could be. Anyway, uh, this one starts off with a title card over the family. Marilyn's opening a birthday present. Now, that's new. We haven't seen anything like that before, right? The title card? Uh, over over like things actually happening. I think we've seen it before, but usually it's like stinger over the house or stinger, mm-hmm. you know, but we haven't. I haven't seen a title card in a minute, so. Yeah, oh, and, wow. and they don't I mean and yeah we usually do open up with like the house shot and the, I mean this just jumped right in with mm-hmm. uh, with that right away and that seemed like seeing the monster logo come up with like Marilyn like behind it you know doing stuff it seemed kind of weird threw me off for a quick second I uh, I liked how it started we started yeah. off with Marilyn opening birthday presents she got a silk purse from Lily it's made from a sow's ear Grandpa's excited for it to open his present. It's a unusual wallet made from imported tarantula skin. Ugh. Herman's like, open mine, open mine. It's something to go in the wallet. <laughs> Lily's like, M-O-N-E-Y. Like, Marilyn can't spell it. He's like, no, it's better. And she opens it up, and it is this amazing picture of <laughs> yeah. Herman. Yeah, I love yep. that picture so much. It's like darkly lit, and he looks angry. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, oh, she says what she said, like, this is the best picture I've ever seen of you. And he goes, I know. And I know. Yeah. He's like really proud of that picture. Very proud of that picture. He doesn't give that yeah. to just anybody. He gives no. that to very special people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the niece who he tolerates, apparently. Yeah. And calls hideous every other episode. Yeah. Grandpa hates that gift. Um, <laughs> Marilyn's like, no. And then blows Herman a kiss. And Herman blows a kiss back. And his blow blows everything off the table shit flies out the window and herman's like uh now she has to open up eddie's gift and eddie shouldn't have spent his money his hard-earned allowance and he's like i didn't think he had any i didn't think he had any left after herman gambled it all gambled away. it all away well it's been a few weeks he probably earned a couple ah, a couple true. quarters or something true. and he's like i would never spend a fucking dime on you i found yeah. this in the attic <laughs> you just found something in the house to get yeah, i found some trash around the house uh, but it is a cool. ring and they keep saying it's an emerald but it's not cut like an emerald it's a big round ring smooth stone and maybe emeralds can be cut smooth i always picture them as like faceted like a diamond yeah. but you know, whatever mm. 
Yeah, but also in the, in the black and white medium, I mean, I, they could have picked anything, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you can't tell it's green or not. Mm-hmm. Marilyn thinks it's exquisite. She puts it on and it has a blinking light inside of it, which is exquisite <laughs> on its own, right? Yeah. And it makes noises. Uh, Lily and Herman are all oohs and ahs, but Grandpa's Grandpa's all oh no's. Is that the Fergosi Emerald? And then Grandpa faints, and then we get the banger. So I can't not see that piece of fuzz now. <laughs> the little piece of dust on the camera. Yeah, just right there in the middle of the screen. I wish I'd never oh, noticed that. Yeah. yeah. But that's what happens when you watch 50 some episodes of the monsters in a row. <laughs> you notice the fuzz. Uh, so Grandpa faints. Usually it's Herman's fainting, but this time Grandpa faints and we get the banger. So pretty concise. Uh, oh, I wonder if this is Marilyn's birthday, February 10th, 1966. Or not oh, 19th, yeah. Birthday, February 10th. It's hard to say. We're gonna need to read the, uh, the the novelization of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, it, it probably has like the uh, the date and location on every page of it, so you know, <laughs> yeah, like a, but no, like a Law and Order episode. Mm-hmm. So Grandpa come back from the banger. Grandpa is laying on the couch, uh, look looking dead. <laughs> and he <laughs> and he they look down at the parlor. Yeah, more or less, they look a little more lifelike. Lily shoes him off. It's like, we'll talk about how they look at the parlor after you do your homework. And Eddie's like, fuck you, god damn it. So he leaves. He wants to talk about dead people, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandpa sits up. Oh, what happened? And we get a recap already. A recap of the cold open, uh, ha- half a minute into the return from the cold open. Well, where's the Marilyn? Where's the ring? Well, she's on a date with some guy. Uh, I can't remember what his name was. Spencer, Roger Davis, Spencer's sidewalk. <laughs> it's a fourth in a row, and this time she isn't going out. Uh, like last time, she saw four times in a row. She was walking the neighbor's dog. Great. Grandpa says the ring is cursed and brings bad luck to her. Where's it? Lily, Lily immediately blames Eddie for giving Marilyn the ring, as opposed to Grandpa for having the ring in the house. Yeah, just leaving it around mm-hmm. yeah. to be found by curious young boys. Why would you have that ring? I don't know. All? There's no value in it. Um, <laughs> maybe and... he's going to use it on, on an enemy at some point in time. I mean, that's maybe like some yeah, that's true. You'd have something cursed later yeah. on, but he's probably really saving got... it for Herman later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah probably mm-hmm. need to get rid of that old, that big man, collect his life insurance, whatever. <laughs> uh, Lily immediately blames Eddie for giving Marilyn the ring. Why did Eddie do that? Oh, he's being nice. Now we get our opening clip where the, the biggest reason is because I love the line. That book is nothing but a collection of undocumented drivel. I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Herman does not believe in this at all. For some reason. No, doesn't. He's, you know, he's, a, he's from a spooky family with monsters and ghouls, but yeah, curses does, does not believe in the curse. Yeah. Everybody else does, though. There's a knock on the door. Herman goes to answer. Grandpa puts the book away. At the door is Marilyn. She looks absolutely terrible. She didn't know if she'd yeah. make it home alive. I was like, holy shit, what happened? And she <laughs> looks like she was in a car wreck or something, maybe. Something. Mm-hmm. Tagged like by there's, a bear. It looks like there's, like, she explains everything. Happened, but first, I'm like, is that blood? They're like, <laughs> the boyfriend, did they get in our accident? Like, the boyfriend died? That's, like, the first, like, curse of the, of the <laughs> animal there? amazing. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, one of them says, did Roger try to get fresh with you? Yeah, that's what Herman says. And then we, Lily gives him a stern look after that. And we flip to Marilyn on the couch, retelling all the bad things. And there's six of them in total. 
Roger slammed the car door in her skirt and tore it in half. Not the door, but the skirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she <laughs> got into it. The door. She got into an argument or, with him on whether the top should be up or down on the car. And then finally, when the top went up, it caught Marilyn's sleeve. That's one, two, and three. Number four, a strange fog came up and ruined her new hairdo, which she was most upset about. Uh, five, all of a sudden, they decided to never see each other again. And then number six, uh, while she's waiting for the bus, a big truck drove by and splashed mud all over. Mm-hmm. Oh, None nice. of those things are necessarily like life threatening. <laughs> true, true. Are they? No, like, but just the coincidence of of putting the ring on and then having like you know like she's she's had these really good dates going into it, uh-huh. and all of a sudden just like a ton of weird stuff just happens. I mean, you can automatically you know you know with grandpa in the background like kind of like you know whispering everyone's ear about how cursed it is probably for the full you know the last 24 hours since she got it you know she probably definitely thinks that it's uh you know something messed up with it well of all those things i think the strange fog coming up and ruining her hairdo feels supernatural in a way yeah yeah that is pretty weird herman's solution is lily go get some piping hot bat milk uh for Marilyn, <laughs> mm-hmm. Grandpa's like, no, no bat milk. Just take off the ring. Fine, takes off the ring. But Herman thinks it's nonsense, and to prove it's nonsense, someone else will ring wear the ring tomorrow. And when nothing bad happens to her, we'll know Marilyn's <laughs> bad luck was coincidence. <laughs> I l- absolutely love this. Uh, this this I don't know. I really like this episode. That is just like this a terrific line and looks yes. like what do you mean her? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like how Herman when he gets the ring, he like kind of like holds it, moves it towards his face, and he has his mouth open. I thought he was gonna eat it. I, I thought it's the same thing. He's like, <laughs> it's like we're not getting rid of the ring, and he like grabs it. I thought he was just like chuck it down the old throat yeah. and swallow. <laughs> I think he just did like the hot breath wipe mm-hmm. off, clean the ring mm-hmm. sort of thing. So Lily takes the ring. Little I forgot about that because it looked like he was going to eat it. Yes. Lily takes the ring and stares at it intensely, and the camera zooms into the ring, and then that cuts to the ring on Lily's finger the next day as she's stirring something very thick in a steaming pot. And I assumed it's oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I hope it's oatmeal. The rest of the monsters at the table talking about the ring. Still, the ring is the talk of the town. Uh, Grandpa tells a tale about how Fragosi Fragosi threw it out the window as soon as he cursed it, and it changed hands until Grandpa won it from Jack the Ripper in a poker game in Hmm. 1888. Does that add up? No, probably not. What'd you say? So does that add up? I don't know when Jack the Ripper was around. I don't know either. Oh, I was thinking you meant add up to like Grandpa's age. I don't know if that... Grandpa's been around for eternity. Uh Grandpa didn't oh. even know it was cursed until he tried mm. to sell it in Transylvania and he couldn't even get what they say. Oh, shit. They called it a very specific thing. Hold on. I wrote it down. Uh, a grubnitz. <laughs> I tried to what? sell it in Transylvania. I couldn't even get a grubnitz for it. I'm like, oh, grubnitz. I don't know what the hell that means. And I didn't initially write it down, but maybe it comes back later. So he couldn't sell it for even a grubnitz in Transylvania. Uh, meanwhile, Lily is having trouble with the oatmeal. And the ring starts to blink, and then it's light, you know. And I think, doesn't Herman go something about, what's going on with the grub? Yeah, basically, yeah. But Lily goes, it's a bit thick. (laughs) That's how she says it, too. (laughs) And I loved it. The spoon stands straight up in the pot. 
uh, Grandpa and Eddie are like, oh, that's the Fergosi curse. But I mean, it's just thick oatmeal. And Herman mm-hmm. he calls it that. It's like, uh, it's the open and shut case of defective oatmeal. Yeah, because I mean, Lily makes this stuff so often. I mean, there's no way she would that, screw up oatmeal. No, it's got to be messed up. It's it's uh, expired or something. Like yeah. That. Oh, yeah, it's old. It's definitely old oatmeal because yeah. when oatmeal gets old, it becomes extra absorbent of liquid and becomes thick and gummy. And I mean, that's. That, I mean, Herman, we're all on board with Herman here because I don't believe in curses. But Lily tries to throw out the pot of oatmeal and she lifts up the pot and it rips in half somehow. <laughs> I don't yes. know how you rip a, 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 a cast iron pot in half. The, but she did it. The oatmeal expanded enough that it that it, it made it like separate off from like the bottom half. Maybe I don't know. Maybe oh, it's expanding. Yeah. After yeah. it absorbs all that water. Just like, oh, yeah. Mm hmm. That oatmeal is going to overtake all of them sooner or later. It's like the blob. It is. like That's the first thing I thought, too. It is like the blob, except for that oatmeal is very like. Oh, God, that would be a great episode. Oatmeal turning into the blob. Yeah, like like this, like like the monsters go to make some kind of like oatmeal that day. And she adds something to it. And grandpa somehow drops a pill of some sort into it. And it becomes like a like a blob type thing taking over Mockingbird Heights. That would be awesome. I agree. Yeah. No way to beat it is to eat it. Oh, oh that's man. That that's that is the, the motto of life. Of that, that's the tagline of the movie version of this. That's for sure. <laughs> the only way to beat it is to eat it. Yeah. That rhymes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Lily rips that pot in half, she exposes the oatmeal and it is still in the form of the pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which made me chuckle. Grandpa tells her to take off, just take off the ring, goddammit. Her was like, no, she refuses. <laughs> and Lily's like, she's oh. like, I'm set to. Like, she, sure. He is my father. No, we're not gonna jump to supernatural conclusions. What about Lily's world famous popovers? So she goes to the oven and she pulls them out of the oven and in the, the tins and the like the little cupcake tins, those popovers. So it looked actually very delicious, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. She set the baking pans on the table. Everyone very excited. And then the popovers start flying out of the pan all over the place. Pew, 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 pew. Much nope. like Han Solo trying to blast his weight off a trash yeah. compactor. Uh, <laughs> those those yeah, popovers. Yeah, all like that. Yeah. All over the place. Through the window. They're ducking and diving out of the way. Lily slips the ring off of her finger and they stop. Then, for some reason, she puts the ring back on her finger, and then they finish flying all over the place <laughs> again. Well, that's the theory. Yeah, we get a minor recap of the episode, what we just saw when Marilyn says she took off the ring and put it back on. Grandpa says the defense rests, but Herman doesn't. Herman hasn't rest. He's going to place the ring on someone who is clever, courageous, and masculine. And Lily immediately fears for Eddie's life. Not my babies. <laughs> yeah. And Herman's like, no, I assure you, I met myself. So he puts the ring on his pinky and he taunts the curse. He's like, come on, Fregosi curse, come get me. And immediately the hot water heater behind him falls off the wall, smashes through the table, and starts spraying literal steaming water. You could see the steam. Um, so mm-hmm. that had to be mildly dangerous. Yeah, probably. It could have exploded if it yeah. like, hit hard enough. <laughs> Hot water spraying all over. Herman can't get the ring off his finger. Get it off. I can't. Lily tries. Or Grandpa tries. Can't get it. Lily tries, but Herman flies backwards into the cupboard, uh, smashes in the cupboard, and the plates and the cups are look like they're supposed to fall, 
Yes, they, they're all leaning forward. <laughs> but they don't really fall. So Herman turns around and starts whacking them with his arms. <laughs> and then yep, yep. they don't fall. So he straightens them back up. And then some plates fall from nowhere onto his head. <laughs> it's like somebody offset above him mm-hmm. starts dropping plates down. The director's over there. Uh, Ezra uh, Skinner is just throwing plates at him. Uh, I went, I almost said Miller again. I didn't. I don't want to mention Ezra Miller, <laughs> uh, but it's, so Ezra pounds over there, throwing plates at uh, Herman uh, from off screen, uh, tries to get the ring off again. It's still stuck in his pinky. He looks angry. Commercial break. It's a Perfect. pretty exciting first half. Yeah, it's off to mm-hmm. a very good start. Very I good agree. start. We come back from the commercial fade to a sign that says stay away. Bad luck. And it's in front of some ropes <laughs> and Herman's sitting on a wooden chair in the middle of the living room and it's roped off. And they quarantined him. Yeah. yeah, they quarantined him. Oh, he's like, oh, the can't take any more chances. And the Eddie's there with Woof Woof. He's like, I'm going to go to bed. And he starts to lean forward. He goes, uh, should I give him a kiss? And Liz's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the look of concern on Lily's face was outstanding. <laughs> She's like, remember the rules. No one inside the ropes. And Grandpa says it's what they call maximum security. Mm-hmm. So Lily offers Herman some, would you like some candy, Hermie? And he's like, yeah. So she gets a plate of candy, holds it with the, uh, the fireplace tongs, mm-hmm. and tries to hand it in. And as uh, right as he goes to grab it, the plate explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even ter- accidents anymore. It's just like, nope. <laughs> it's- maybe like the curse has built up so much power from him just being quarantined. Like anything that enters his zone, it's like <laughs> just- it's the maximum, like pain or whatever mm-hmm. you're like oh my god so lily goes to get the the dustpan to pick up that mess grandpa has an idea what if you wash your hands and get a big lather slippery lather and herman says ah, the ring stayed on the soap exploded <laughs> wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smashing it with a sledgehammer right as lily comes back in the ring stayed on the sledgehammer melted it oh. melted. What? I would love to have seen that. Like it just turning to liquid in his mm. hands. <laughs> like at the strike. So Herman's got his hand laying there on on like the ground, right? Let's mm-hmm. say with that ring on his pinky. And Lily's got the sledgehammer. She winds up and she hits it. She must have hit it square because as she hits it square, the sledgehammer melts. Mm-hmm. And it'd probably be hot. Like it just burns her hands. Oh, God. Yeah. So- <laughs> Like ice cream on a summer day, just <laughs> right there. Uh, so Herman gets up and he starts pacing around in his uh, in his little confined area. There, he's like, "I feel just like a caged panther." <laughs> Grandpa says, "Do you believe in the curse now?" Well, not necessarily, but I believe it could be a possibility. <laughs> and then Herman leans on a chair, and it basically it explodes into yeah. a million pieces. Uh, it collapses. Lily has an idea. We can't remove the ring, but what if we remove the curse? Grandpa's like, well, according to the encyclopedia, only a descendant of Fregosi can remove the curse, and he's not sure if there are any left. Lily's like, oh, please, just make a phone call and find out. <laughs> he's like, well, if it's that important to you, and then he gives Herman this look, like, I will kill you, and then walks away. <laughs> I- I love that he's like, I don't know if there's any left. And she's like, she just looks like, go make a call. Like, you call the old country all the time. Just go make the phone call already. Like, yep. you're being an idiot. 
Like you knew you could have done this the whole time. Go make a phone call. Right. Like, yeah. Make the call. God damn it. Yeah. He's like, and he's and he's still like, oh fuck, it's just what you really want. <laughs> Yes, we want the curse gone. Everybody's been wanting to get rid of the stupid ring. <laughs> yeah. Go make well, the damn call, man. It it actually lends to the idea that maybe Grandpa was saving that ring to give to an enemy. Mm, if yeah. the curse is gone, it has no power now. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? And it's not like he's got a whole bunch of cursed objects sitting around. He's got this ring. <clears throat> right. So we cut to Grandpa dialing the phone. Five, three, seven, three, Ugh. eight. Nine. Oh, direct dialing is terrific. Four, six, <laughs> two, and this. I actually really enjoyed this. One, you like this? Step, yep, I sure do. Three. <laughs> dialing the yep, phone. It's, there's something funny and tedious about it that just made me chuckle. <laughs> wow. Okay. Three, huh. four, six, and then finally gets the operator in um, Werewolf Junction, Transylvania. Werewolf Junction, Transylvania. <laughs> like what i wish she's good mm-hmm. i'm like oh she looks like an operator like the uh, uh almost like the time life operator um yeah like, and they i mean it's almost like um a stereotypical voice of the operator like yeah but i expect her to have then. like a, a transylvanian sort of uh uh you know accent or sound mm-hmm. to her but nope she sounds like she's from new jersey mm-hmm. grandpa's like it's me, Count Dracula. She's like, oh, she's Star Truck. She's Star <laughs> Star Truck. She's a Star Truck that is Star Struck. <laughs> a Star Truck. <sighs> oh, you once bit my grandmother. Maiden named Lois Schultz. Then she describes her six foot five, <laughs> played center for the basketball team. <laughs> Grandpa's like, oh, I can't remember. It's like, oh, operator, it's it's cool. Uh, if you had a grubnitz for every girl you bit, I'm like, oh, that's why I had to go back into yeah. the grubnitz thing. I'm like, well, that must must mean like a dollar, I guess. I don't know. In Transylvania, Grandpa be as rich as a Transylvania TNT. <laughs> Down to brass tacks. Grandpa's looking for anyone with the name Fregosi. And she's like, it's in the cursed emerald. Oh, my God. No, they're all dead. Except for one in Detroit. <laughs> don't know his name, but he works in automobiles. Like that's weird. He goes, "Oh yeah, Henry J. Fergosi." <laughs> Henry oh. J. Fergosi. <laughs> Grandpa knows him. Like he he had that name locked and loaded so mm-hmm. much that you would think, well, you know, there is a Fergosi. <laughs> think you would remember this. But Grandpa and the operator flirt a little bit more. He's like, "Oh, where'd you get that interesting accent?" I was educated in England. And then she disconnects. <laughs> they were kind of flirting, yeah. weren't they? they I could were. sense some like sexual tension in that. I was yeah. like, whoa, what's going yeah, on here? Like, yeah, I'm going to come out to the old country right now just to meet this operator. Also, I didn't catch that right away, though. Like, like as soon as she says there's only one left in Detroit, he's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And knows exactly what it is. Like, he didn't need to make this phone call. No. Like, all he did to they think just of, had to get to Detroit. He just had to think for a minute. Are there any yeah. Fergosis that I know of? Oh, yeah. Henry J. Fergosi. <laughs> anyway, it was a fun little interaction. Grandpa comes running back into the living room. Come on, the three of us are flying to Detroit. And my first thought is, you have a, a man, a Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> with a cursed ring yes. that does nothing but cause disasters. Explosions half the time. Why it, would you put him on a plane? <laughs> right, that's my first thought. I was like, they're going to fly? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And 
like when they first show the so like when they fade over to the plane i was expecting maybe like a little voiceover from like the captain being like all right folks we're finally gonna land this time uh sorry for like like you know like list off some crazy stuff that maybe happened Mm -hmm. on the flight because literally like maryland went out to one day six or seven things six things happened to her uh when lily has it on a bunch of stuff happens right away and then herman keeps running like things happening so much so that they put him in like the the little roped off area so then you're gonna put him on a flight to detroit and like get him to the to to the offices of this guy and you're not going to show one single crazy thing that happened yeah, I, when I saw the the plane yeah. landing, I thought it was gonna explode and then just credits. <laughs> like, and I was gonna be the end. yeah, like no, like not even referencing like this, you know, like oh man, I thank God we we made it, you know, and like reference like something that happened on the plane or something. I'm like, there's an it's, opportunity to do like some fun, like some stuff here, and and like you know, at least reference things that happen because you literally can't go more than like a minute without this thing like glowing and lighting up and being like curse time and doing something weird to people and all but they can fly halfway across the country no problem they say planes are the safest way to travel they say much faster, much safer mm. than driving but what if the curse so my when we were sitting here talking my first thought was the movie it follows mm-hmm. right the, it, it, i've never seen it i know the premise and okay. like the thing just follows you right mm-hmm. yeah so uh what if the curse is like that now when this movie came out uh, i had a f- friend i worked with who went to see it and i was trying to talk about the well why wouldn't you just get on a plane and circle the earth like a hundred times and uh, in, in, in my <laughs> mind <laughs> the thing that's chasing you has to follow the same path that's as just you. keep going yeah <laughs> you know, just go across the ocean right this thing's got gonna walk under the ocean you got plenty of time mm-hmm. um so maybe that's what the curse is I would just Google, like, how long would it take to walk from, like, United States to England? Yes. And figure that out. All right, cool. And I would do that. And then, yeah, get on a plane, yep. go back, forth. Oh, yeah. No no way. The, the, there was actually a thing on uh, Twitter. Uh, well, actually, X, previously known uh, as Twitter, as the emails will say, that I saw not too long ago. It's like, uh, would you? <laughs> it was this is so ridiculous. Would you? Take ten. I always like these because they're so dumb. Would you rather have ten? Would you take ten million dollars if you had to eat this sandwich? Yeah, I'll do it for twenty bucks, right? But this one's like, would you take ten million dollars and you were chased by a snail and the snail touched you, you died. A snail? The the snail couldn't be killed. I'm like, hell yeah, I would take that ten million dollars and move across the Pacific Ocean. Like, what are you? What's that snail going to be able to do? Mm -hmm. It would take it forever. Get a jar, put it around the snail. Then yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hire, I mean, have somebody yeah, else do it for yeah, you. Hire somebody to trap the snail, like yeah, under and, a and make, make it your no trap it, make it your pet, and make it so somebody else feeds all the time, so you don't have to have to worry about getting bit. But then, like you're, yeah, you're, you're good. You know where it's at all the time. Put it in an aquarium. No big deal. That's that shoot snail's never getting out. Just you have ten million dollars. Get your it's some rich guy to shoot off into space, and it's never coming back. Yeah. Yeah, the snail very easy to take care of, and you got ten million bucks. Let's yeah. say you even spent a million dollars out of that ten, you still got nine million bucks, and you don't have to worry about the snail. <sighs> but anyway, that's why I figure they get on the plane because they can outrun the curse, and then mm. once they once they land in Detroit, the curse catches back up to them because. Okay. Well, we we do get the uh, the stock footage of the passenger jet landing in says Detroit, 
Yep. Big yeah. letters across the screen. Fade to the exterior of a giant factory that says Amalgamated Motors. And then we get the Henry J. Fregosi chairman of the board, like it blends in, and that's the door to his office. The Munsters are in the reception area of the Fregosi office. Re- receptionist one says, he'll see you now. Grandpa had his back turned to the camera, and he's got his big cape on. He turns around and strolls in. Lily, with her giant sleeping bag gown, gets up. <laughs> she follows. Herman's having trouble getting off the couch. When he does, he breaks the marble table in front of him. And then he whispers to the ring, don't you ever take a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it did from, from the flight from Heights to Detroit. To Detroit. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, once it caught up, it's like an, it's like an elastic, right? So it's mm. uh, just behind him the entire time. It's as he landed, it hit him. It can move about airplane speed. Yeah. So like, yeah, or slightly slower than airplane speed. So Herman gets up and as he's going to the door, he's, he wants to explain to the receptionist what happened. It's like, but he decides not to. He's like, this is just too stupid. I can't do it. So they go in, close the door. Receptionist too goes, they have an appointment with Mr. Fergosi. And she says, well, must be a marketing gimmick for next year's car. You know, put a monster under the hood. <laughs> None of them were terrified of the monsters in any way whatsoever. No. And you'd think they would be because most people are. Fade two. Fergosi talking to the Munsters. Dracula, what not name? Oh, it's Transylvanian. Hmm. What's the deal? You said, <laughs> like, like, dude's like, I don't give a shit. Well, what's the deal? You said your telegram, it's a matter of life or death. Grandpa tries to get him to admit he's Transylvania. It's like, admit it. Some of you, uh, some of your, an- admit that some of your ancestors are from Transylvania. It's like, I will, I will admit that none of them are from Transylvania. <laughs> Lily and Herman immediately give up. Well, that's a waste of three round trip tickets. <laughs> they they talk to him for less than a minute. They're like, nope. Well, this is a waste of time. Grandpa is pretty confident with himself. And he says, Herman, show him the Fragosi Emerald. And that's when we get the next clip. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Don't get it near me. Take it away. Don't get it near me. <laughs> you know about the curse, eh? The curse put on this emerald by one of your ancestors in Transylvania? Yes, I do. I admit it. I lied. But I had to. I had to. If anybody knew of my background, <laughs> if anybody knew the powers of my black magic, I would have been ruined in the business world. <laughs> please, please, Mr. Dracula. Please, please, I'll do anything. Anything you ask. Please, Mr. Dracula. Don't reveal my secret. Please, please. Please, please, Mr. Dracula. As the last living Fregosi, I beg of you, take the curse off this ring. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be glad to do it. I'll give you one of my rush jobs. It'll only take a few minutes. That guy is awesome. That guy is so funny. That guy is awesome. I think that that little segment of him being like backing up and like his, oh, the people would know about the power of my black. That all the way up to like kissing grandpa's hand a whole bunch of times. It may be one of like my like top five for this entire run of the monsters Uh, from season one and season two. That was so great. This, this turn right here is, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, but then this turn, I love this so much. Yes. Mm. I did not expect him to actually be like a sorcerer. Yeah. 
he's like, oh my God, he's been using this black magic for business purposes. And I love it. Be one of my rush jobs. He walks. So he says that he gets up, he turns around, he walks back to this, like, I don't know, this art deco piece yeah. on, it's like it's a bunch of rectangles on a wire, you know, whatever. And he looks and he's pretends to press one. He's like, no, he presses the other one and a secret door opens yes. up and, in, mm-hmm. and we get the camera perspective goes to inside and you see the Munsters and uh, this Fergosi, Henry J. Fergosi standing in doorway and he's in a la- he's got a lab. The Munsters compliment on the, Oh, great lab. And it's, then they go in and he's like, Oh, it means a lot coming from you and talking to grandpa or whatever. And, like, it is so awesome. This guy's got yes. all these beakers and stuff sitting there, like a little grandpa's lab, but in his in his office. Mm-hmm. And he's got a uniform too. And he puts it on, and I'm like, it's all occulty. I watched yeah. this with my kids, and the little one goes, "Oh, he's a wizard." <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a pointy hat and a robe, and I'm like, he is a wizard. He says he usually puts curses on his competitors' cars. Mm-hmm. It's like, what oh, do you put an emerald in all the glove boxes? No, it's too expensive. I put a whammy on the gas gauge, so they think they're so they're getting terrible mileage. Or I fix the radio to be stuck on my commercials. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> calls it creative management. This dude is slimy and sinister. Have you ever cursed a whole automobile once? Just once. I'm assuming you've heard of the Edsel. He didn't, love- have, he didn't even have to say it, and I knew exactly I what knew car what they were going to talk in. about. They, the audience was dying when they heard yes that. the the monsters love making fun of the Edsel and I remember in the eighties uh, like there would be jokes about Edsels and I'd ask my dad I'm like what was the Edsel and he was like oh it's just a terrible car from the from the fifties like I don't mm-hmm. I have no idea how yeah. terrible but it must have been like the worst thing ever and so dude grabs a Rolodex off the thing he's flipping through it looking for uh, curses removal of Finds a formula in his roll decks, starts putting stuff into his cauldron, essence mm-hmm. of toadstool, tales of three blind mice, and then there's like this terrible mice mouse squeaking noise. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor blind mice. Yeah. yeah. Freshly plucked. Freshly plucked. It's like one and a half, one and a half more makes three. I'm like, where do you get a half a tail? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's just taking a half set of time. That's yes, it's just <laughs> taking off part of the mouse tail. It's like I'll use the rest later. And that's just why they're squirming. Yeah, powdered aardvark tongues and a little Mister Clean, which made me laugh. <laughs> that was awesome. A lot more than the the canned audience laughed. So we we get the best of everything. We get Grandpa with, uh, we get the formula, and we get incantation. Elves and witches, ghosts and ghouls, demons from the Stygian pools. I command you as your king, please uncurse this crummy ring. And that ring was on Herman's hand. And then we get it lights up and then there's cartoon lightning bolts over it. And then poof, it's gone and it's on the ground. He did it. He did it. Oh, everybody's so excited. Grandpa then gloats at Herman that he can't deny ancient Transylvanian magic anymore. Blah, blah, blah. You just witnessed a miracle performed by like something. I can't remember what he said. What do you have to say now? Herman says, before we go, Mr. Fergosi, would you whip me up a batch of chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> I don't know why he says that. It's so out of place mm. in this episode, but yeah. it's the innocence of Herman. He wants cookies. We mm. get our final commercial break. We come back. Remember, Something hilarious is going to happen, probably. Oh, I hope. God, I'm anything anything can happen. Send it right to credits. 
we fade I need into. that. I need that humor like kick to get me going in the day. You know, I'm I need it. Shaking, I like, Come need on. it. Come on. Fade into Marilyn is wearing the uncursed ring. Oh, it's so beautiful. I might never take it off unless Roger's sidewalk gives you <laughs> another ring. Oh, Aunt Lily, Roger, and Marilyn have made up. Yay! Delia says that ever since that person that shall remain nameless, I don't know why it's a secret, removed the curse. (laughs) We (laughs) monsters have had nothing but good luck. They're not going to tell Marilyn who did it. Yes. (laughs) Marilyn's going to go to her grave wondering who uncursed (laughs) that ring. Yeah, Maybe they don't want to mention the name again because it could start the curse back up again, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like jumpstarts the curse. Mm -hmm. Kickstart my curse. Kickstart my curse. Eddie comes running down the stairs. I'm like, oh, well, good luck happened to him. He found a neat marble. And really, it's, it looks like a big uh, piece of glass that's yeah. been cut, you know, like to make the little rainbows when you put it in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's on a chain. He finally, no, that's no marble. That's the Nathanson Ruby. I'm like, that's a ruby? That's one big fucking ruby. <laughs> it's it's like huge. the size, size of an apricot. I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Is it cursed? Well, comparatively speaking to the Fergosi Emerald, Looks like a good luck charm. So the Fergosi, good luck. The Nathan's and Ruby, the worst thing that's ever been on Earth. Why does he have two cursed things up in the attic? No one knows. Maybe now we understand why like all his like little attempts at, you know, potions and magic or uh things to control electricity from across town, etc. Like why they all go bad. Because he's could got be. all these cursed objects in the house and they're just mm. fucking with shit all the time. That could be actually, yeah, that's a good point. If you play with fire long enough, you're eventually gonna get burned, right? True. Mm-hmm. Grandpa has lived a life of collecting cursed objects. <laughs> eventually he's gonna get cursed. Yeah. Eventually he's gonna get cursed. Well, grandpa says, Oh, I gotta get rid of this thing now for the sake of my family. <laughs> he opens the front door, he throws it right as Herman walks up to say, Hello everybody, I'm home. <laughs> and when he says the whole part of home, his mouth is wide open. The emerald flies into it. He swallows it. Immediately, the floorboard shoots out from underneath his foot. He falls flat on his back. Uh, the hanging light crashes down on the ceiling from him. A bunch of shit falls on his face. Well, it's like he swallowed it. What are we going to do now? The grandpa says, well. I'll call Transylvania to see if I can get the phone number of Prince Nathanson. Credits! They have a nice replica of Herman laying there when things fall on him. Oh, was it? Too. Oh, yeah. Like one of the things hit, you could tell it's just like it's a rubbery like version of Herman laying on the ground there. It's not even the stunt double, I think, at one time because it does like his, something falls on his head and it kind of bounces off. I think weirdly. the normal. Um, elasticity of the Herman uh the that flathead uh prosthetic. It's always bouncing. Or maybe maybe they have a life size replica of Herman that they throw around. What's <laughs> yeah that's what it looked like to me is that they that it switched up and it was like a like a uh like not a like dummy. a mannequin type thing. Yeah like a dummy and it it was like because it looked very it. rubbery. You know, like a crash test dummy, you think like they, once they're done with the show, they gave it to like the local like car safety place and they just crashed into a wall a million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. That's Herman. He's laying there. I can see his hands. They got hair on him. His hands were particularly hairy in this episode. They were hairy, not too much. Yeah. But they weren't like the hairy, like the dog, the mistaken for a dog hairy. No. 
Just like well, darker hairs. It's yeah. just yeah, just darker hairs. Um, we did it, gents. We made it all the way through season two, episode twenty-one. The Fergus, Fergusy, the Fergusy, Erber, Gerg, Fergusy, Erber. What'd you guys think? Ah, uh, this a nice refreshing episode after some of the junk that we've watched recently. I, I think I would have wanted, like, I think they spend a little too much time, like, with the okay, you try it on, you try it on, you know, the ring and trying to get through it, having convinced Herman. Only because of the fact that, like, they set up so many things, like, happening once the curse there is. I would have liked to see, like, a montage of, like, weird stuff happening on the plane and when they landed in Detroit, um, as opposed to just stuff around the house over and over again. But then, like, it, once the guy admits that, yes, he knows all about the ring, that on through most of the rest of the way is, is pretty darn good, including Herman, like, choking on the other thing. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the best most episodes we've seen. Definitely one of the highlights of season two. Uh, I like that it's very consistent. It kind of has, like, a one thing it's trying to do. It doesn't really go off on any side tangents. The only complaint I really have is Grandpa taking too long dialing the phone. But <laughs> that's okay, because it only takes, like, five seconds. It's, it made me think of, like, you know, the classic, like, time killers. Oh, cool, we're going to go watch Herman walk, like, all the way up the stairs, down the hall, and then knock on the door when we could have just cut to the door. I don't know why we didn't just cut to the phone call, but... Besides that, yeah, everything else is really good. The reveal of the wizard guy was amazing. That guest yes. star was so funny. Like, I, I love that twist so much. That made the episode so much. But I was worried it was just going to be just some random guy who, like, doesn't know his ancestry or whatever. He's just a normal American man. But no, he's a, a wizard practicing, uh, like, dark magic of some sort. So, yeah, pretty great. Pretty great. I agree. This is my favorite Munsters episode ever. Oh, ever. Nice. It, it is. This, to me, is somebody finally understood what they were doing with the monsters because it is so weird and monstery and it it's not like oh now we got everybody's got to be upset because it's a hermit or now we got to you know solve some some run of the mill problem right or mm-hmm. you know it, it is so left field it's like oh there's a cursed ring and and the everything about the whole so there's the ring and then the 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 encyclopedia of voodoo there's all these things that are happening that only exist in monster world right mm-hmm. and, and we yes. get to see all of these things and then there's somebody that's a descendant of transylvania that's a secret like mad scientist wizard using this dark magic to to run the automobile industry oh i loved it it was this to me this was just this is a plus plus monsters i love this episode this is a 10 stars for me no nice on monster scale or just in general no in general straight yeah no it's not it's not an eight it is a 10. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is a 10 for me. Holy it's cow. Not, yeah, like it's, a, it's a New York uh, or it was a Hollywood 8, but it's a Munster's 10. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is the best front beginning to end Munster's episode uh, we've watched, in my opinion. I, I love this one. I watched it twice. I loved it so much. To be wow. Honest. Oh, wow. Okay. I okay. made the kids watch it. I'm like, oh, you're going to like this one. They didn't. But I did. <laughs> and Terry, even the phone, the phone dialing, it's a joke. It's got to be a joke because they say direct dialing because it's so terrific. Right. And I don't think there was there was a point in history 
where to connect with somebody, you had to say, operator, give me whatever. And then they had to do this. So he was actually long distance dialing. And like, so there was a joke, direct dialing is terrific, but there were so many numbers. It was, oh, that's I why see. it made, that's okay. why it's funny to me. Okay. It's, it's more than like a standard, uh, you know, 10 time killer, 10 digit or a time killer. Right. Okay. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. There's 14 numbers he dialed in that one and just kept going. And it made, made me laugh. <sighs> but yeah, this was, this, I can't get over how good this episode was because it was, and it was clever. It was well done. Like the jokes were well executed. Then, what do you mm-hmm. mean, her? Like all that <laughs> yes, stuff was yes. so just good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Like, who is the guy who wrote this? Bear. I wish mm-hmm. he wrote every monsters episode. Yeah, he, and he understood the assignment. Yes. And they even, I mean, they even kind of closed it out good, like with the throwing yeah. the thing right in Herman's mouth and stuff like that. It, yes. oh, it works <laughs> yeah, out perfect. Was, yeah. I was funny. not ready for that. I was like, oh my God. This episode just keeps surprising me. And yeah, I, I don't want to harp on it too much, but like it, it didn't do, it wasn't filled with the things that we've become accustomed to calling tropes, right? Yep. Because it just, it just wasn't. It was like, it, you could almost rework this and have a modern, you know, weird episode of a sitcom today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This could be like a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. Or like some strange Simpsons and this season of Simpsons has been really good. Um, so like an episode of Simpsons, it was just a, such a well done episode. And I'm sure if you redo it now, it'd be tighter and it wouldn't be, you know, spend so much time with stuff. But for the time, holy smokes, what a good episode. Well, we know what we thought. What did the internets say? And we have two reviews on IMDb. This oh, week. excellent. The first one, we'll, we'll do Jimmy underscore the underscore gent for first from November 6th, 2018. The title, A Cursed Ring. <laughs> wow. Creative. Eddie gives me a great recap. A very funny episode. One of the best. After Mel and Lily both get the horrible luck. Uh, recap, recap, recap. Uh, it's a it's a showy scene for her. Oh, the, the Luis Glenn plays a nasal voiced operator who gives grandpa information on the Fregosi kin. Fregosi kin. It's a showy scene for her, and she's very funny. But she never got any better roles. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, That's wow. as good as it got. Paul Reed, the captain of Car 54, where are you, plays Henry J. Fregosi, chairman of the board of an automobile company. He is hilarious as an auto exec who turns into a cackling mad scientist who takes the curse off the ring. Three out of four found this helpful. That's it. Three out of four? <laughs> so somebody did not like that review. Nobody didn't like the review. <laughs> and then from August 31st of 2020, DD-66056 says, one of my favorite episodes of the series, dot, dot, dot. Of all the Munsters episodes, this is one of my favorites. I especially love the ending with the Fregosi descendant. His hidden yes. laborator- laboratory is his office and his staunch determination to keep his family ties a secret. Excellent acting and great plot line throughout now, all capitals, bring on the piping hot bat milk and chocolate chip cookies, please. <laughs> three out of three found it helpful. Ooh. Ten out of ten out of ten stars. Okay. Fair DB enough. hyphen six six zero five six. Enjoyed it. That's good. He enjoyed it so much he'd try some bat milk. Yeah, I'd shit after this episode, I'd drink some bad milk. 
like I just I just suffer through all the other episodes to get to a good one. Give me the bat milk and not like Batman milk either, which I no. assume he would call bat milk if it was in the fridge. Oh, yeah. Give like me the bat milk, Robin. From Batman or like just any milk that Batman owns is bat. I milk think any milk that Batman owns, he calls it bat milk. Okay. Okay. But shoot, he's got nipples, Greg. Can you milk him? And it's Batman. <laughs> I don't know. Could happen. Well, shoot. I don't know if I even want to proceed to another episode because can they live up to this? But what happened in this episode that makes you say, yeah, I'll give another episode of the monsters a shot. I mean, they're running down. I don't, I'm curious if they know at this point in time that the show is running down, like they're going to only have a handful of episodes left. And so like what other guests or like recurring characters that people have enjoyed, can we bring back? cousin lester or can we bring back charlie or like who can we cram in as we're running down to the last you know dozen episodes or whatever the show no you're hoping for like a like a reunion episode almost not not like a full all-out reunion but like just you know, let, let's bring some people back that everyone enjoyed from season one like you know at some point in time they have to know like oh we're not coming back mm, for a third season true. um but I, I mean i don't know if you know, these are things that are like nowadays we're used to these things being announced like oh yeah it'll be a series finale i mean they may not even know until like over the summer hey yeah no we're not like hey can we get scripts for season three yeah no that's not happening but yeah i mean i would like to see some of the some other characters you know come back through at least one more time or if there's other like family members or something that can stop through of the monsters it'd be nice Instead of just uh you know mailing something yeah yeah uh, you know you're right keith that this is getting close to the end and i'm i'm hoping that they're finally going to start revealing like the the plot that's been tying all these episodes together that's going to reveal itself pretty soon um you know maybe they're going to start killing off some characters to get some tension going on um it gets a little darker a little more you know edgy to to keep the audience attention they're going to try some new things because they know that show's ending so they're going to just go for it with everything they got um, so yeah, I'm hoping for some character deaths and I'm hoping for uh plot lines. Character deaths? Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that I like that. I like the idea that you that like seventy some episodes of the monsters, there's gonna be one thread that goes through the whole thing. <laughs> this next episode they're gonna reveal it and it's gonna make all make sense, everything. And this is why everybody loves the monsters. <laughs> yeah, it would almost be like the multiverse sort of thing, because we've talked about how every episode is its own. <laughs> separate universe so there's like this portal opens up and all these hermans walk through oh the council of hermans yeah <laughs> oh, oh. there's like a smart herman there's yeah they're all the characters we've seen herman play like they're actual like versions of herman yeah, yeah. Oh. that'd be amazing oh well, maybe we'll see for me i don't know i don't know if i can if the next episode can live up to this episode at all mm, yeah well you know what the next episode is yeah i just looked to see what it was yeah. it's so it's got a shot episode. Zomba, yeah. which is the one I've heard about before yes. we started. So so maybe, and it also is a top-rated episode, so we'll see. Okay, that is what will get you to watch the next one. Can the Munsters continue making 10 out of 10 episodes? 10-star 10 episodes for me. Will it happen? We'll find out. Oh, my goodness. I hope so. I hope so, too. God. Wouldn't it make it all worthwhile? We get to the end and there's like the, this string of like just amazing mm-hmm. episodes. Like some like, of the best television we've ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We haven't gotten, I don't think we've gotten to the episode that Tibbis hated. Have we? I we don't know. might have. I'm not sure. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. We, we have, went past it. Yeah. We haven't talked to him in a while. So we have to know which one that he'd have to let us know. Yeah. 
because he hated an episode and i just mm-hmm. i i haven't what if it was this one it would be this one because <laughs> yeah. it seems our tastes are opposite <laughs> it's just like that goddamn fragosi emerald episode yeah. it made no sense they were all different for some reason because they didn't even say like everybody was like different yeah mm-hmm. everybody acted differently in the episode he hated yeah yeah i've hated so many episodes that they i've lost <laughs> count, so yeah. i don't know but this one man if this was the only ep- see now if this is the only episode of the monsters i had ever seen i'd be like yeah it's a good show yeah right yeah i wouldn't know because it god it's just like they they made this episode like they finally understood what the monsters were going to be and it only took them till the 21st episode of season 2 after having 90 episodes in season 1 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Took him a little long when he get here, but mm-hmm. I'm glad we're here, and I hope it stays that way. I hope it continues, yeah. Oh, well, there it was. We did it, and it was an enjoyable ride for a change. Man, mm-hmm. I like. I, I feel like oddly uh, awake and fresh and rejuvenated <laughs> at the end of this episode. <laughs> well, I feel like I have a reason to live again. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. I'm straight up exhausted. Oh, well. <laughs> Do we have anything to plug? Like, I feel like we should have things to plug after such a powerful episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all our our uh, projects have culminated. Yeah, this feels like yeah. Hmm. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, plug uh, tune in next week to see if any of our hopes and dreams come true. Oh God, we'll be all just destroyed next week, probably. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the what is it? The bigger you are, the harder you fall. Um, we're oh, feeling Terry. pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to plug sunshine and lollipops oh. and rainbows and everything that's wonderful is how I feel when I watch this episode. Mm-hmm. Lollipops and rainbows, everything that's wonderful. Look, they're just skipping feel. off into the sunset. We're singing. together. Oh. For Ghosty Emerald. Man, that was great. All well, right. That was a good episode. I'm glad we watched this one. Yeah, me too. Then I guess we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode. An unprecedented riot is now taking place in Gimbel's famed department store. <laughs> no one seems to know how it all started or why. Excuse me, madam, just a moment, please. Would you please tell our newsreel audience just what is going on here? Well, I don't know. I think there's a big sale in the girdle department. Oh. oh. Pardon me, sir. Pardon me. Huh? Excuse me, sir. Sir. Excuse me. Could you please tell us just what's going on here? Oh, certainly. Gimbel's is being robbed. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. But uh, don't let it shake you up. It's all for a movie. They're robbing Gimbel for a movie? But why? Oh, I'll show you why. We have an opportunity to make a rather large sum of money. What's the deal, sir? $75,000. Mr. Fitzwilliam, let's do it. Fitzwilliam strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> the Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. 
Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.